from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Classes in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen. All right. All right. All right. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show. Here's In the Bonus with Doug Gottlieb. Woo! The Gottlieb Show in the Bonus. Man, do we have a great pod for you. Because the cool thing about this pod is we can talk about stuff that doesn't really fit on radio, but everyone in the business talks about. And we can have real conversations about it, which is where I want to start. we got a great What the Fox Says for you. Broussard on the Knicks, Albert Breer uh, on uh, the relationship between Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick, and Colin Coward also talking about the Knicks. Plus, um, I have some more insight on the industry with your annoying um, and uh, something I thought was freaking awesome last night in baseball. And we have a really good Because We Can Uh there's just a bunch of bunch of stuff to get to. Um, okay, let, let me let, let me start with this. Uh, I have been in this industry for 20 years. This is my 20th year in national sports radio. And there's a lot of things that have changed 
Um, obviously, podcasts weren't around when I when I started. They just weren't. And neither was Twitter, which did you guys make the switch or did you guys begin the switch or do we do both? Like, what is the what is the uh, the feeling on what we do with threads? I um, it was like a paint by numbers yesterday. I just I followed whatever uh, Meta prompted me to do. Yeah. I did, but I haven't done anything. I haven't posted. I don't even know how to how the what the functionality is. I just started the process of alerting people yeah. that I'm 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 starting this thing, but I have no hey, idea. I'm here. I'm around. Yep. Yeah. So uh, you know, I have uh, what like two hundred and sixty eight thousand followers on Twitter. I have three hundred fifty five on threads so hopefully that 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 grows exponentially over time but it's it's obviously like this is zuckerberg versus elon not in the cage match as has been proposed and apparently agreed to this is the social media war and um uh, among the things i i feel like people have said hey what's the matter with twitter and i kind of think that what's happened to ESPN is what's happened to Twitter. I found the perfect analogy. Tell me if this works for you, okay? Um, when I was at ESPN, and remember, I was there for nine years on campus. I worked the, the one year uh, as a local radio host in Oklahoma City, and I did uh, kind of low-level ESPN games, ESPN Plus games, Cowboy Sports Property games. When I was at uh, at ESPN, um, I I really feel this way that it was the best of ESPN. Now it was after Keith and Dan, which is when it really kind of made its mark. You know, everybody watched Keith and Dan on Sports Center. Everybody, dun 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 dun. It was freaking cool. Right? There was nothing like being on Sports Center when you were an athlete. That was the peak of Dick Vitale was when I was an athlete. Right? If Dick Vitale did your game, your game was the biggest sporting event on earth. And if SportsCenter led with your game, your game was the biggest game on earth. Like, it was a really cool thing. And when I was there, like, I could paint you a picture that was super dope where um, the first radio studios we were in was, like, uh, this building off to the side of the cafeteria and, you know, uh Dan and then uh, Colin, right? So did C Colin preceded Dan, right? When they first they had Tony Kornheiser, then they hired Colin to re replace Tony Kornheiser. So it was Colin, then Dan, and then it ended up being me. But this was long before that. It was they had the Sports Brothers. Do you guys remember the Sports Brothers? Eric Casillas and his brother. I forget his brother's name. And like I, you'd roll up at, you know, my show was seven to one a.m., and so I'd roll up at like. 4, 4.30, because back then you were told like an hour of prep for every hour you're on the show. You're like, dude, I'm six hours of prepping? Like, that's not really realistic. But you get there super early, get ready for all the games. It was a show called Game Night, me and Chuck Wilson. And like, I remember like Casillas and his brother, we'd throw the football around out in the parking lot in between segments or when they were on tape. You know, it was a very communal feel. Well, what's happened since? Obviously, streaming has taken away from uh, the cable bundle. And I would say politics has gotten in the way, right? Politics has driven a, a wedge into everything we've done. Every relationship you have, politics has played a part in it. And you can sit here and argue back and forth about your politics, but you're only making my point that 
political warfare has become so toxic, it has invaded every part of your life. And it sucks. It, it sucks. And I could, t- I, could, I could blame Trump, but I would just as much blame all of the TV networks that whether they believed he could win or didn't believe he could win, they just chased the ratings and put him on. And there was already a ton of vitriol. I mean, really, this happened, um, I think, you know, when Obama was running. And you had people like Trump saying he wasn't born in the United States. It just became political warfare. You picked a side and that was the only fucking side you were on. And everything became an argument. And I would agree with with Dan Lebitard in that uh, uh, political debate or debate on TV, you know, has been bad because like you have. I, I was hired a guy who now works for Colin with the volume, a guy who I think is brilliant a guy named Jamie Horowitz. Now, now Jamie created sports nation, which was not a debate show. It was a clip show. And then you worked in two really clever people, especially Michelle Beadle, super clever, very funny, very bright, very talented. And then you had Colin and the whole thing worked, but he's most credited with creating first take, which was a segment from cold pizza that blew up and became like a whole show. And now it's the biggest show ESPN has, daily show ESPN has. PTI is not really a debate show, right? PTI is more the feel like PTI is awesome, but no one's been able to recreate that relationship or that dynamic, or frankly, Tony Kornheiser makes it. Like Wilbon's great with Tony, but Wilbon is, there, there's no one repeats for most part, Wilbon, he's great on TV because he has opinions, but He's just, he doesn't come across as a dick. And Tony is so self-deprecating. So eh, he's, he's the Larry David of sports TV, right? But Jamie Horowitz is, so when Jamie Horowitz came to Fox after a short stint with NBC News, he tried to recreate and did recreate the same thing. And when you're successful at two places with one style, everybody's like, well, let's just copy that. And every show will be some form of debate show. But I think politics has really hurt ESPN because it's like, okay, if you talk about politics, half the world is going to hate you. No matter what your, what your stance is, half the world is going to hate you. Half the world might like you. Half the world is going to hate you. Period. Stop. So politics, I think the changing business model, um, I think money, you know, and what happened was, You know, for a long time, they tried to keep the salaries down of the talented guys and gals on SportsCenter. And then when John Skipper was there, he kind of flipped that and started overpaying people. And that brings gigantic jealousy. But we're in a crazy place now, right? Keyshawn Johnson signed a new contract. He's making five. Why was Keyshawn Johnson making five million a year? I mean, I guess he had to. Part of it was he had to move to New York. I mean. No one ever actually ever says that. Like, why was Keyshawn making $5 million? Well, he was in L.A. He was doing an L.A. show. He was, you know, uh, you know in order to get somebody to move across the country as an adult, uh, they're going to have to pay you. Plus, to live in New York, exponentially more expensive. And if you're doing a morning show, they got to pay you to get up. So I don't know if $5 million is the right number, but it was the number that he negotiated. But that, that brings jealousy. And look what's ha- and so now ESPN has, you know, ESPN.com, everything used to be free. Now it's behind a paywall. 
Now ESPN Plus. You got to pay for that if you want to see that. All right. What's changed with Twitter? Politics have fucking ruined it. Right. You know, Trump could tweet whatever he wanted. And all of a sudden, then they held Trump accountable and wouldn't let him tweet out lies. But other people are lying and they're on Twitter. Like, well, where do we where do we draw the balance? Right. And then the jealousy and then Elon buys it. And then all of a sudden now you do away with the blue check mark. So anything kind of becomes legitimate, even though it's illegitimate. And there's all these different ads on there again, basically behind a paywall now with with the check. What do you think, uh, Jason Stewart, is 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 the plight of ESPN like the plight of Twitter? Yeah, that's interesting. I think they both have the same elements. I think that you could probably make the same um, extension towards a lot of aspects of, of our lives. I mean, um, news TV as well. This, I think they're kind of struck with the same ailment. Um, and But what you kind of first hit on uh, was no one knows what the hell to do with this cord cutting thing and how to monetize the digital and, and all that stuff. And I think that has a lot to do with this. But the political thing has has definitely uh, poisoned many aspects of our daily media consumption. Um, and ESPN is seems to be like the bright and shiny example of that. It, it is. And and I think, and I actually take it as, I think people should take it for ESPN out of a thing of respect, right? Like it's, no matter how much Fox Sports 1 can rattle its cage, no matter how much, you know, the podcast industry can change their audio division, no matter how much there are imitators, there's only one ESPN. And I do believe anybody's like, well, it's, it's going to die. Like, no, it's not. It's, it's going to evolve and going to change. And it's still going to be the home of sports because they own so many of the sports properties. They just do. And we still have to watch games. It's just we watch them differently. Um, but I, I want to first get into, okay, first thing I want to get into is uh, Bamani Jones. So Bamani Jones, he lost his HBO show, correct? So he had HBO show. Um, I think he had a pretty successful podcast, ESPN. I'm not sure that's being renewed. And then, of course, he lost his his radio show. He's not on TV there. And you have people, even people who work with same umbrella, with Clay Travis, who, um, because their political stance is the opposite of Bamani Jones, they like to say, you know, go woke, go broke, right? And that's why he's lost all these gigs. Do you think that's... Do you think that's what's happened, Jay Stu? Again, this is an open forum. There are no wrong answers, and you've been in the same business as long as I have. What's your What are your thoughts? So the the go woke go broke is a, a phrase used for companies that choose to to get into this political thing, and and they lose listeners and viewers and and advertisements. Is that the the basic, um, I guess, gist of that that phrase? Yes. Okay. And Bimani Jones is kind of like. You're asking me if he's an example of that. I don't think so. I I know I think I know why why Bamani doesn't resonate with most people. I've met Bamani. I spent some time with him. Worked with him briefly. He's he's an ultra smart guy who I think talks above the heads of a lot of people. He's he's trying to entertain, um, and it just doesn't quite resonate. You know. I think I've talked to you about this. Like when you get too much into the weeds about any one thing that you know a lot about. Um, you, you could tend to lose your listeners or viewers. And I think Bamani has a lot of smart things to say. I don't know if he's right or wrong with it, but I think the, it comes from a really informed, intelligent, educated place. Um, and I think a lot of that, it just you just kind of lose the average 
viewer. Yeah, and I also think that, and, and this is where maybe ESPN has gone astray, and it's one of those things where you're like, it's kind of a little bit like what we t- we'll talk about with the radio show with Damian Lillard is, you know, when you get to pick who you're battling with, you know, I'll, I'll give you a total example. Okay, this is a real thing. When Max Kellerman was hired to be on first take, okay, uh, I was working for CBS at the time, and I was told that there was a list of like three or four people, and I was one of the three or four people, and Stephen A. was the one who selected Max, and he wanted he got to pick ultimately who he wanted to work with, and um, so when people hear me say things I disagree with. It's not because I'm like still pissed to this day. I wasn't on first take. I think it was a mistake, but I I think it was a mistake, but that's, that's not why I just like, I try to call it like it is. And I don't like people who, who are in powerful places and claim bullshit. And I think I'm, I would have been really good next to him calling bullshit, but I don't think that Stephen A wants to have bullshit called on him. And I, I don't. And the the thing is, I think Max is brilliant, by the way. Um, and Max is politically, apparently, the polar opposite of Stephen A., which is interesting. But there's a, hey, you don't always make great TV with somebody who you want to go to dinner with. And oh, yeah, by the way, like Stephen A. end up really souring on Max Kellerman anyway, for the exact reason that, uh, you know, that I thought I should have gotten that gig. Was because one, you know, Max has a tendency to 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 take everything to baseball and boxing. Uh, it's a very New York centric view. He is a New Yorker. I know he lived out in California, um, and he's a lot like Bomani. He's really, really smart. And when you when you start talking too much smart, it doesn't always work. It's like what ha- what was great about Mike and Mike? Right? You had Greeny was good was smart, was polished, and Golik, who, by the way, is really, really bright, but he kind of played the dumb jock on radio and TV, and it just worked. And so what happens is when you let people pick who they want to talk with or debate with, right, and especially when you're getting into sports and you're talking really high-level, intelligent things, you're minimizing the audience. So he got this incredible opportunity with a TV show with... um. What's the guy who I also think is really smart, but uh, what's his name? Well, see the uh, no, no. I'm trying. I'm thinking of a He's different. The show. writer. The, uh, the, it wasn't the Asian guy named. Yeah. Oh, High Noon. I think it was called. Was yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What's that guy? What, what's that guy's name? Pablo Torre. Pablo Torre. Yeah. yeah. So, like, you know, you go with Pablo Torre. You're like, these are two dudes who have never played sports in their lives. And they're not, they're the kind of guys that sports guys start talking sports with and they're like immediately roll their eyes. Now look, dumb down sports take is what like first take and undisputed. Like it's that shit. I can't, I, I struggle with sometimes too. There's a happy medium there that can be met that nobody seems to want to do because right. The guys that want to talk the dumb down argumentative debate sports talk, they don't want to go kind of that that next level of depth and the guys that have the next level of depth, they don't mesh or whatever personalities don't mesh. So I, so I, th- I think Bomani, the couple things, yes, he one tries to be too smart. Pablo Torre, same thing, right? He's one of those guys that throws a word in every other sentence 
that you like either mentally have to look up or physically have to look up. Like, I don't know what that word means. I don't use that word. Right. I, I know what proper English is, you know, like my mom is kind of an English snob, you know? And so she's always been on me about, you know, the way in which you construct a sentence like that's not good English. But I also know that there's lots of dudes that watch TV that um, they don't give a shit. They just want to hear like they just want to hear sports talk. And I think Pablo is a complete next level and Bamani a little bit as well. Great orator. Hey, great orator. Uh, Also, there's an there's another part to it, which I think Colin has found a great device for, which is, hey, sometimes you're wrong and it's okay to be wrong. Right. That's the word you when Colin was right. Well, Colin was wrong. Right. And Colin's been really wrong sometimes, but he'll, for the most part, take it on the chin. But Monty is one of those guys doesn't feel like he ever likes to be wrong. Uh, and then the last part, and this is not I don't want to say go woke, go broke, but whatever your default is right in life experience. That has to be something that is relatable. And I remember so I did this time slot at ESPN and previous to it, it had been a bunch of different shows and none of them had worked. And my formula for doing a show is the way I was taught to do like it is we are sports. It was especially ESPN it is sports centric with a little bit of me, a little bit of my personality. And we're mostly going to keep the sports and get you ready for the games at night. React to the stories of the day. That's it. It's not really high level, deep thought. Like it would just, it, it is a classic sports radio show on a national level. You don't take calls. You have great, great guests. You have good producing. You have a strong take or two. You have a couple of devices in which you can get through the topics of the day. So somebody hops in their car after work. They know all the shit that's going on and they know how you feel about it. That's it. So after my show, a guy named Jonathan Coachman did it for like a year. Wasn't great. Then they gave it to Levitard and Dan you know, he does a good show, but Dan's flaw is Dan is going to do a show the way Dan wants to do a show. Fuck the numbers. Fuck what Bristol says. I'm going to do it my way because I know more. And I have a really, really close friend. I'm not going to name him because that would it just it wouldn't be fair to him. Um, and we got in this. We're st- still very good friends. We got in this debate basically over would Dan Lebitard's radio show work on ESPN radio and you know it actually did work pretty well but my thought was it won't work long term and it definitely won't work in a better time slot or an earlier time slot because he refuses to talk about the big topics of the day he makes fun of people who talk about the big topics of the day that is a tried and true formula and it works it absolutely works Just talk about the shit that everybody wants to talk about, not the stuff that you want to talk about. You can even make fun of the topics that everybody wants to talk about, which they do a great job of, but he wouldn't do it. And the more Bristol told him to do play the hits, he wouldn't do it. And so when it got elevated, it didn't really work. Well, they gave it to Bamani. They gave the show to Bamani and Bamani was a bad version of what Dan was, where you take out all the other guys and the, the funny bits and the laugh tracks and the name and you have a guy who uh, is not really a sports guy and is really smart and want to do his own thing in his own topics. So I think that he's very bright, but real intelligence is knowing what you don't know and allowing others to help you out. He hasn't done that. I don't think he's ever been saddled with the right partner. He wants to be with somebody he likes 
and or maybe respects. And that doesn't always make great radio or great television. And and then I, th- I think that he is. Like he can't hide his 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 politics or the things that his default takes him to. And I don't think those are things that ingratiate or bring a bigger audience in. Um, and then you have Stephen A. Smith, who, you know, he did this weird thing yesterday where he, I, I, this is, this is one of the things I despise that we have people who do it at our company. And look, I've, I've stepped in it before because I guess generally the rule is like, you don't contradict somebody who works at the same company. But I always thought like, hey, we're all sports guys here. Sports guys, you can take a little ball busting. We all say stupid shit, make dumb cases. I hate when you just make up false narratives that don't exist. That's my single, you know, everybody's saying, nobody's saying that. No one said, no one who actually matters said, I hope Stephen A. gets broomed at ESPN. Who would say that? Now, does some rando on threads or on Twitter say it? Probably. But who gives a shit? They'll say any, people say anything on social media because there's no recourse for it. Right? It only mattered what I said, not what Joe Schmo said. Right? I said something about Casey Close, which has been repeated by a bunch of other people. And Casey Close chose to sue me. For something that I heard from baseball guys. And I was like, all right, it ain't right. Like, tell the whole story. Fine. So he had a false narrative that he was spreading that people were hoping he got fired. Yeah, that that's not close to the case. And then he makes it out like, hey, there's people that make more money than me. Where it becomes painfully obvious that Stephen A, who is doing very well, right? He's making somewhere between 10 and $20 million a year to talk about sports on television. And he's doing very well. And he's bothered by other guys reportedly doing better than him. Um, And I just, it comes across as, it just comes across as so obviously, hey, he's just wants to openly negotiate for more money when a place is trying to cut cost. You know, and you can sit there and go like, oh, hey, why'd you do Pat McAfee? Like, they're not doing Pat McAfee unless it makes sense in terms. They had sponsorships the second they turned on the button and they're driving people to ESPN Plus. And if Stephen A's show was doing well on ESPN Plus, then he would have been able to command more money. That's the way it works. So I, I just, I, I hate the disingenuous, uh, you know, people wanted me fired. Nobody wanted Stephen A fired. We just wanted you to stop making up shit because you have a very powerful platform. And as you pointed out, he went on Levitard when Levitard said, and Levitard kind of pushed out to uh, in saying it, right? What, what did he, what did he say? Originally he's like you, you and Skip Bayless ruined sports TV. And then he's like, well, you know what you guys do, not you like, no dude, you said it. You're right. And he's like, no, I'm a journalist. And then you got to call him on that. You're a journalist. Skip just because you guys have a journalistic background, you didn't follow any journalistic code. You're an opinion giver. You're not a journalist. You can't 
it's really hard to wear both hats. But trust me, I've learned. I don't know. Anything you want to add, guys? I think that there's like this this thing with Stephen A. that I remember a few weeks ago, he's like, you know, this isn't enough. I'm going to be the biggest thing on TV, period, or the biggest media star, period. All topics. Um, and he's trying to do the politics thing, and it's rubbing people the wrong way because it's really tough to half-ass those things. You just can't you can't fly in and have political takes. Um, but, yeah, I, I think that he definitely conjured up that uh, that narrative that, that people are asking for him to be fired. I'm not a fan of the guy, but I definitely respect – what he's done and his his uh platform i i respect it i just i'm not a fan i don't i don't i don't necessarily find him that entertaining <laughs> no do, I, do I, you do you find him entertaining no uh what i what i find like again i watch things differently okay i watch things different it's like when you watch basketball what you watch for is different than what i watch for when i watch basketball like i want to see the movement and what teams are doing and the adjustments and all that other stuff. Like I love the, I love the essence of the sport. When I watch tele sports TV or when I watch him, I am blown away by his skills of oration, right? Like he can, it's, it's, it's kind of a, it's preacher like, right? It's amazing how he can make these things kind of work, but yeah, there's, he has, I mean, I just, there's so much laziness there. It's really hard to take. And when I say laziness, I mean, you're Stephen A. Smith. You're the biggest name at the biggest sports network. If you want to have a stat, a nugget, a nugget, some information, I mean, just just take the Angels take, you know, which is an easy, low-hanging fruit. Nobody gives a shit about the Angels. A really smart take could have been, man, the Angels draw three and a half million people a year. None of them must be sports fans because they stink, right? I can't believe they, they draw three and a half million people a year and I go out to... I go out to LA and no one talks anything about them and they're never a player in the playoffs. And you know, if it's me, this is what I like just vamping on something, which you, when you know the topic, you can ask somebody and they will help you. You have people whose job specifically is to give you a note and give you a nugget. And when you get yourself in trouble, and I've been a victim of this before is you're doing too much stuff and you think I can just do it on my own. I could just wing it. And you say something really stupid. You just say something really dumb. Remember the, who, who was it he was talking about? Hunter Henry, right? I think well, it was before Monday Night Football game. And he's like, man, Hunter Henry's going to have a big game. And he was just, he was out for the year with a torn ACL. And he's like, this dude, where all he had to say there was, I don't know a thing about the San Diego Chargers because I think they were San Diego at the time. I don't know a thing about the San Diego. I don't know anything about the Chargers. Nobody does. Nobody cares. They're not going to win tonight. I don't care who plays, right? That That's a better take than, Listing off a player who's not playing and hasn't played because he's torn his ACL, which is laziness because all you got to do is, hey, man, give me three dudes I got to watch for tonight. And they write it down. Tell me something about the Chargers. Hunter Henry, out for the year. They w- that would have been written. So when I watch him, I'm blown away by his, uh, his oration skills. And a lot like Jalen Rose, like I respect the fact that those guys, uh, while, while they may not be doing homework late at night, it doesn't matter where they fly to or whatever. When the light goes on, they got the energy. And that's not always, that's something that not everybody has. Some people just can't turn on the energy at the drop of a hat. So I, I respect him. I think more than you do. Do I like the shows he's on? No, I, I don't think he's, 
I don't think he has, he's in the proper role in NBA countdown. I don't think he makes that better. Um, I think he's good on first take, uh, but it's not necessarily my cup of tea. And I'm, and the, and, and what happens is, and this happens to all of us, you get to a place where you're su- really successful in life and you start feeling yourself and your ego comes out. I think his ego has come out a lot in this past year. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Job searching can be a lonely process. Endless searching, phone calls that go nowhere, applications that vanish. It's time for a better way to find a job. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to expresspros.com to find the office near you. Each year, tens of thousands of job seekers find work with help of Express Employment Professionals, and Express helps people find all kinds of jobs, from manual manufacturing to logistics to customer service to accounting and more getting an interview with express can be as easy as a phone call and with just one application with express employment professionals you're in the running for numerous opportunities in your community make your job search easier by letting the professionals at express be your talent agent to find you the right spot on a great team express employment professionals is your one connection for getting a job visit expresspros.com today The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Let's get to what the Fox said. And now. <laughs> What's up, the Fox say? Every day on the Doug Gottlieb Show in, in the bonus podcast, we play for you something somebody else said, and then we react to it. Here's Albert Breer. He was on Two Pros and a Cup of Joe this morning. He said this about the relationship between Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick. 
I don't think we would ever hear that Bill Belichick was fired. Like, I don't think Robert Kraft has it in him to do what Jerry Jones did to Jimmy Johnson in 1994. I think, you know, Robert Kraft is going to want any separation um, with Bill to be amicable. And you can see it in the way that Kraft handled the breakup with Brady. He was so concerned over how that was, how that looked, you know, and he wanted to make sure that it didn't look like they were kicking Tom out the door. I think in the case of Belichick, like I would, my, my guess would be if he did feel it was time to move on, he would probably exhaust every avenue to try to make the split look amicable. And there's a chance, like in a situation like that, that Bill would say no and say, just fire me if you're going to fire me. Um, but it's hard for me to envision a scenario where, 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 where Kraft would just outright fire. By the way, guys, that I do think that he has his next guy lined up in Gerard Mayo. Hmm. Hmm. Gerard Mayo's the next guy. I mean, look, it's, it's, fat, it's, it's one of those... Every relationship ends up ending poorly, even ones that were dream relationships. And, you know, the the thing with Robert Kraft is he's been able to put himself in a position uh, where he gets to be the good guy, right? And it's worked. Good cop, bad cop. Right? They're great. at Good cop, bad cop is something they are absolutely, uh, absolutely great at. And... I just think it's interesting that this relationship appears to be souring and the only unforgivable sin though in sports is losing. And it's one thing to see Tom Brady walk out the door. It's another thing to see Tom Brady walk out the door and then he wins a Super Bowl without you. I think, I personally believe this to be true, that Brady winning a Super Bowl, right? This is, and you know what? This is why we use this on the radio show. Brady winning a Super Bowl in his first year in Tampa. I think that changed dramatically for a negative in a negative way. The relationship of Belichick and Kraft made it worse. But also Russell Wilson, that point forward, he wanted out of Seattle and Aaron Rodgers, that point forward. He and he wanted out of uh, out of Green Bay. I, 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 and I could go through the, we've talked about it on this show. When Aaron Rodgers lost to Tom Brady that year, you remember uh, Tom Brady takes off his helmet and like he almost like does the movie thing with his hair. And he just looks perfect. And Aaron Rodgers, he had like a beard. His face is gaunt. His eyes are sunken. I mean, he looked a million years old. And he's like, are you fucking kidding me? I'm better than this guy. I've been working my ass off. I've stayed in Green Bay for 15 years. And this guy goes to Tampa, gets to be in the sun, gets a ready-made team, gets to do whatever the hell he wants and wins a Super Bowl on my home turf. Like, that sucks, right? Remember they kicked the field goal on fourth down instead of going for it when they're deep into the red zone, right? Which didn't make a ton of sense. Although Aaron Rodgers, he didn't make plays on the first three downs. And then if you remember the Super Bowl was in Tampa, And Russell Wilson was sitting in the commissioner's box watching it. And you're sitting there watching going like, wait, dude, there's, you can just force your way out and leave and win a Super Bowl. Like that's it. I think that Super Bowl, that run of Tom Brady winning a Super Bowl in his first year in Tampa, I think it changed those three relationships.
changed him. Here's Chris Broussard talking about the Knicks not pulling the trigger on a Paul George trade. That's why the Knicks didn't do it. And they are absolutely correct not to do it. He's 33 years old. I said earlier he misses 35 games per year since he's been a Clipper the last four years. And you want a five-year max extension until you're 38? I'm supposed to assume you're going to get healthier? And here's the thing. Even if they had Paul George, let's say obviously the Knicks aren't trading Jalen Brunson. So let's say it was – Julius Randle and R.J. Barrett. I think that's too much. But let's say it was Julius Randle and some fodder just to make it work contractually. Mm -hmm. I would consider that because I think Paul George is clearly better than Julius Randle. And Randle doesn't play. He drops off big time in the postseason. But once you bring in and you got to give him the extension, I'm like, even that, I'm like, no, because why? They're not winning the championship. They're not winning the East with Paul George and Jalen Brunson. They're so, not. Um, okay. I mean, look, it would depend on what goes back in return, but I disagree. I'm like, they weren't that far off from winning the East this year. Right? In the first year of Jalen Brunson. So I think the hesitancy was over extending Paul George. That was, that was the hesitancy. And uh, it was, um, you know, I, I, I understand it. I just think at some point you're going to have to take that next step. And how do you get another player who can carry you? I like the, I would like the possibility of adding Paul George. I know he's been banged up. I know he's not really the go-to guy, although he's close to. I think you, if you can keep Mitchell Robinson and have Paul George and have Jalen Brunson, I think you got a hell of a team and a hell of a shot, especially in the East. And depends on what else you have around them. But I'm going to disagree with with Broussard. I think with that team, they are winning the East. It's like we we all think this is like some stagnant environment. The the Celtics again, they're not finished yet, but they're not better as of now. The Seventy Sixers, they're not better as of now. The Heat weren't that good. They just, one, got a good draw. Two, shot the ball out of their mind. And they're very different. They lost, you know, a couple of their undrafted guys that gave them incredible value. Two starters, in fact. So with that not being stagnant, I, I'm going to disagree there. I, I think you could uh, you could win the East with that roster. That's what the Fox says. What's up, the Fox say? Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Job searching can be a lonely process. Endless searching, phone calls that go nowhere, applications that vanish. It's time for a better way to find a job. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to ExpressPros.com to find the office near you. Each year, tens of thousands of job seekers find work with help of Express Employment Professionals, and Express helps people find all kinds of jobs, from manual manufacturing to logistics to customer service to accounting and more getting an interview with express can be as easy as a phone call and with just one application with express employment professionals you're in the running for numerous opportunities in your community make your job search easier by letting the professionals at express be your talent agent to find you the right spot on a great team express employment professionals is your one connection for getting a job visit expresspros.com today The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Let's find out who's annoying or what's annoying, Jason Stewart. And now, it's your annoying. Doug, um, last week, Jeff Van Gundy was one of the guys fired, and that was kind of a head-scratcher with ESPN, the team of him and Mark Jackson, and why is the play-by-play guy escape me? Um, Mike Breen. Great team, uh, critically acclaimed, and... Jeff Van Gundy, I, I like when he calls out officiating. He calls out the NBA. It's like refreshing to hear. Um, I guess Chris Russo on some format yesterday had this theory about why Van Gundy was fired. That leaves me to the conclusion that somebody in the league office must have told ESPN, I want Van Gundy out. We all know he's biting. We all know he gets on the officials. We all know he doesn't hold back with his NBA opinions. He is very, he tells you what he thinks, which is what a great broadcast is supposed to do anyway. And what is going on right now in the, uh, in the negotiation scenario, ESPN and NBC and TNT, what are they doing? They're all negotiating with Silva and the NBA. So if you're asking me, Little talk show host who may not know a thing. This is just my opinion. Silver is the one who fired Van Gundy. That sounds completely believable. I'm just going to accept it as fact. 
Um, and if that's the case, that's bullshit and it's annoying. Okay. Um, here's what I, I think there's a middle ground there. I do think that, uh, I don't think Adam Silver was a fan. I think it's complete bullshit. I think Jeff Van Gundy is awesome and he's credible and he's funny and he's timely and he's respected. It's a fucking disaster by my estimation for ESPN. But here's what's going to happen. Just a guess. My guess is Doris takes his seat. Okay. And Doris is solid. She's good. She's not fucking Jeff Van Gundy. She didn't coach in the league. She didn't play in the league. Now, there's some good to it. Here's the good to Doris. One, she's good. She's worked, she's worked her ass off. But two, it, for people like me that didn't play, didn't coach in the NBA, it's like, hey, if she didn't play or didn't coach in the NBA, why can't I? Because it's always been that ceiling of, if you didn't play, didn't coach, you can't broadcast NBA games until Doris Burke. Forget about her being, everybody talks about her being a woman. That ain't the breakthrough. The breakthrough is she didn't play, didn't coach in the NBA. That's, that's the breakthrough. Um, and I would guess that Mark Jackson, I don't think that's a great pairing. I think, I'll bet they love Richard Jefferson. So it gives you a player. And maybe Richard RJ becomes like the heir apparent to Mark Jackson. I don't know when his contract expires, but the way it works is like they don't say fire Van Gundy. It's ESPN trying to somehow think that they're going to curry favor with the NBA. If you know, we'd really, really like to have a, a female calling the NBA finals. They know what that means, right? Everybody knows what that means. And ESPN acquiescing because they're in a negotiation. When the crazy part about the whole negotiation stuff and the partnership. Do you know who the NBA is going to choose to be their partner for the next, whatever, 10 years? Whoever gives them the most money. That's really how it works. You know, there's a, like a, there, there's a, there's a quid pro quo and there's, a, you know, there's all these deals and everybody tries to make everybody happy and we're going to kiss everybody's butt or whatever. But the reality is like, ESP, the NBA doesn't like Stephen A. Smith. Uh, doing pregame and halftime. They don't like that at all. They don't think it's good for their brand. But you know why they let it happen? Because they don't have a choice. That's ESPN's guy. Hey, listen, he's our guy. He drives our number. We think he's the best thing we got. Like, all right, who else you want to take? Well, we'd really like a we'd really like a woman calling the NBA game. So yeah, it's bullshit. Because I I do think that egos and feelings get hurt. But I don't I don't think Silver. I maybe I'm wrong. Because he is supposed to be kind of a hardliner uh, behind closed doors. But I don't think he said, like, hey, you got to fire him. What else is annoying? Uh, Dave Martinez, manager of the Nationals. Great episode last night, right? Um, so, Ellie De La Cruz, maybe the brightest star in the game right now, youngest star in the game. Uh, he came up in the third inning, I want to say, and Dave Martinez had his bat checked. I guess the, the bottom of the bat was uh, like an off-color white or something, so Dave Martinez went out and had the kids bat checked. Uh, the umpires found nothing, but there was a delay. So the next time up, uh, De La Cruz hit one 455 feet, and the video's great because he shows the dugout of the Nationals, the bottom of the bat, pretty much saying, check this one out too. 
and then he trots around the bases. So Dave Martinez afterwards said this. Yeah, I love the way he plays the game. I don't like his antics, you know, after he hit the home run. We could do it without that. He's only got two weeks in big leagues, but you know, he's, he's going to be a good player. I, I understand the play baseball the right way sort of thing. I love the looking at the bat thing. That was awesome, right? And by the way, if they're checking out your bat, I, I would also tell you that's actually a, somebody saying you do something right. Like you hit the ball, the ball comes off your bat at such an incredible amount of force, you got to be cheating. I, I actually not offended by that. I'm not offended by any of it. I just, Dave Martinez is trying to, like, you don't want another Yesiel Puig. I think that's the, that's the issue. So those are the two. We've got uh, the, the Jeff Van Gundy situation and Dave Martinez. I think the Van Gundy situation is frustrating, infuriating, because everybody agrees. He's really, really good at his job, and it does seem very plausible that on some level, I don't think the commissioner got him fired, but I think, hey, man, if you're not, if you're going to keep Stephen A. there and you want to keep doing business with us, here's what we really want. And ESPN's like, all right, fine, we're going to save a bunch of money and we're going to get rid of uh, Jalen Rose and Van Gundy. Why are we doing this? Why do I? Because we can. Uh, Doug, Duke big man, Kyle Filipowski, I want to yep. say, said this on the Brotherhood podcast about the hate that he gets. I experienced it a little bit this past year, just hearing a lot of, you know, bad talk about me. But, you know, I'm, that's what happens when, you know, you're you're a really good player and playing for a really good team. So you're more blocking it out than using it as, as fuel to the fire? Oh, no, I use it more as fuel to the fire, okay. for sure. You know, I kind of just... It, it kind of just makes me laugh because I'm like, hey, you guys are, are t- talking shit to me. Meanwhile, you're watching me play. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like keep like spending your money to watch me like beat yeah. your ass. I love it. I love it. I love him. Tell it like it is. That's that's the whole thing that I've always believed and felt. It's like, yeah, you're talking shit to me. You paid to watch me play. Who's talking shit now? Why can we play it for you? Because we can. Okay, sir. The bet is to you. It's time for the pick of the day. All right, uh, pick of the day takes us to Major League Baseball. No, I'm not betting on Summer League. I, I don't understand the guys betting on Summer League. We're going to be at Summer League this weekend, uh, but I, I, we're, not, we're not betting on Summer League. No, thanks. No, going to pass on that one. Uh, instead, let's get to Major League Baseball. Let's pick some games, shall we? The Dodgers are taking on the Pittsburgh Pirates. This has been a fun series. It has. Uh, Dodgers have taken two of the first three. All three have been relatively, relatively competitive. And tonight, uh, Ur- Urias, uh, Julio Urias goes for the Dodgers. I love Urias. Um, hasn't pitched a ton this year. 58 innings, 55, uh, 55 strikeouts, which is outstanding. And he's going against uh, Jose Avito, who has pitched 93 innings, 81 strikeouts. Uh, the most impressive thing about Urias is not walking a lot of people. The Dodgers are favored. The run total is eight and a half. Here's what I like. I like the over and the Dodgers tonight. The over and the Dodgers tonight. That's my pick of the day. All right, thanks so much for joining us. Check out the Doug Gottlieb Show. If you listen to this pod, it's going to roll right into the rest of the Doug Gottlieb Show. If not, tomorrow, 3 Eastern, noon Pacific. On Fox Sports Radio, the iHeartRadio app, or foxsportsradio.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.